You're listening to the Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. Pornography is one of those things that everybody struggles with, whether you're a pastor or a parishioner. It's something that you deal with, and men know more than ever pornography is off the charts. We've got a special guest today, Ted Shimmer with Student Mobilization. is going to talk to us today about that on the Better Man Podcast. Well, Robert, here we are at your kitchen table. Right. And it's storming here. Storming outside. (laughs) So you might hear some thunderstorms in the background. (laughs) So we've got a great guest and a longtime friend, uh, Ted Shimmer, who is going to be sharing with us something that really, for men, is absolutely vital to hear. And that is the issue that all men struggle with, with lust and pornography and, and for a growing number of men, addiction. And uh, Ted, working with college students, has been on a journey and it's led him to see how pronounced this is and how much it is uh, expanding and exploding on college campuses and in, and in the lives of young men. And, and he's done something about it and creating a great resource that we'll talk about later called Freedom Fight. Yeah, Ted, why don't you, you know, welcome to the podcast. Love to just hear a little bit about your ministry with student mobilization, what you do, how you got into it. Share us a little bit about your story. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Robert and Mark, it's great to be with you guys. Um, so I came to Christ right before my senior year in high school. So when I showed up at the University of Arkansas, uh, I really had a desire to grow in my new faith, got plugged in with student mobilization and uh, was discipled through the ministry and learned to share my faith, started leading Bible studies with guys there on the football team and really just caught a vision uh, to make disciples, to spiritually reproduce my life into the lives of other men and uh, met my wife through the ministry and we, we came on staff in 1991 um, and, you know, that really just kind of launched us into, into the, you know, whole full-time ministry, um, arena. And really early on, uh, I began to, uh, you know, disciple men, um, and begin to see, you know, just as we got into the late nineties, more and more guys struggling with pornography, um, and, and really in the early 2000s realized, hey, we got we to gotta do something uh, about this. And so, you know, what was your journey like? I mean, there's a lot of things that we've tried to do to help men recover from pornography. What were some of the, what, what, what was that, ex, that process like as you were trying to figure out how to arrive at a solution or how to address that? What did that, what did that journey look like? Well, and in, in, in really kind of the thing that brought it on our radar screen is in 2004, 2005, 2006, we started noticing a steady uptick in the number of men struggling with pornography. Um, uh, we had our student leaders, uh, we had a student leader application, and one of the questions on there was about pornography. And... Man, every year, 04, 05, 06, there was just a, a steady uptick. And so we started having to, um, you know, not allow guys to be leaders in our ministry. And it, it got to the point in 06 and 07 that we were like, man, if we don't figure out how to address this issue, we're not going to, you know, have student leaders or we're going to have to start lowering the standards for student leaders and staff. Um 
And so that really kind of brought us to the point in 07, we started having all of our staff men go through a pornography addiction recovery program, not because they themselves were struggling, but because we wanted to be better equipped at, you know, how to help men overcome this uh, in the context of making disciples. And, you know, before that, you know, you know, myself and our staff, men, we would really address the issue only from a spiritual angle. Hey, more accountability, more scripture memory, more prayer. Um, and to be honest, it usually worked. But then we started seeing a new generation of students with deeper and deeper addictions that, man, the old plays weren't working anymore. Um, and we just recognized, man, this is an addiction um, that we we need to understand at a deeper level. Um, and, and so that really kind of led us to the point um, in 07 that we need to take a deeper dive on this topic. And ironically, in 2007 is the same year the iPhone came out. And so what we thought was bad then, you know, was literally just get, getting ready to go to a whole new level. Mm. And, and Ted, you, I remember when we were talking at breakfast one day, you were sharing just some t- statistics about the percentage of guys in ministry and that you were looking at as this uptick started exploding. And you did mention with the iPhone, all of a sudden, it was like, oh my gosh, this has started at such a young age. And the percentage of men who are now being groomed to be sexual addicts is just mind-blowing. Can you share a little bit about that with us? Uh, yes. And uh, we, we actually did a survey this summer of over 1,200 Christian college students. These are college students um, that are you know, connected to a student ministry. Many of them are spiritual leaders in that student ministry. And of the men, 89% um, you know, we're looking at porn in the last 12 months. Uh, and so again, th- these are our future spiritual leaders. I was just uh, recently uh, talking to a Christian leader of a large uh, Christian ministry, and he said this past year they hired over 100 staff. 100% of the men they had just hired struggled with porn. Um and what most most people don't realize is in 07, when streaming internet, streaming pornography became available on the iPhone, you know, before that, most of the, the pornography on the internet was still pictures. Mm-hmm. But when streaming, you know, got to the iPhone, so the amount of, you know, pornography videos that people are watching at younger and younger ages... Um, you know, we know from addiction research, when somebody starts an addictive substance, uh, when they're young, the chances that it's a lifelong struggle go way up. And, and this is, you know, that's why we have laws in place that, you know, you can't, you know, get alcohol and tobacco and drugs to a minor because an adolescent brain is just so much more susceptible. And yet, you know, we have a whole generation of youth being raised on this. And so the addiction that we're seeing, uh, 
you know, these freshmen are showing up to college every year with deeper and deeper addictions. And mm. um, yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, and, you know, I know, I know for myself. You know, I'm I'm uh, 50, and so when I was a kid, the only way that you saw any kind of pornography or anything like that was really if. Uh, you know, somebody had a magazine or something, you know, it, it had to, it had to actually be made of atoms. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you had to have yeah. physical. And you had to go know. way out of your way to get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you had to hide it once you had it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I remember, you know, a friend of mine at school who, you know, had a, a page out of a, a Playboy, you know, or whatever. And I said, where did you get that? You know, he's like, oh, you know, this is my dad's you know, so I remember going through my dad's stuff, trying to see if my dad had it, because everybody else was like, oh yeah, my dad has this stuff. My dad either was really good at hiding his porn or he didn't have any, and I really believe he didn't have any. But I realize now, uh, older, just what a gift that was, you know, not yeah. to ha- even have it in my house. Um, well, what, and, but I can't imagine what it's yeah. like, and as a parent, just knowing what's coming in, yeah. you know, and, and mm. trying to meet my children, uh, you know, they're not even having to go look for it. And when I see a young person, and I'm speaking of my grandkids, and they're holding an iPhone, mm. it just causes my stomach to to get tight. Now, thankfully, my, my children have done a good job in how they have protected or blocked things, but that's only for a short period of time, as you know. Yeah, yeah. Ted, you know, in, in what you've learned, because I know um, if I'm a man, this is a very embarrassing, shameful thing. You know, it's yes. like, I, I, you know, I know younger people have tried to make watching porn like a something to be proud of or, you know, just to be more vulnerable about. Um, but usually what's going on deep inside the heart is embarrassing and shameful and we, we kind of protect it. And, um, there are a lot of men that are out there trying to fix this problem on their own mm. and trying to solve it on their own. What have you found about how people have failed to try and solve these things? You know, as, as, as men are out there trying to go, okay, I, I, I think I've got a problem here. I'm thinking about this more than I want to be thinking about it. And they're failing uh, constantly or they're, I can take care of this. What are you finding people try yes. to do that doesn't work? Yeah, Let, let's the, save some men some time. Yeah, yeah. Well, in you know, I think you hit it, Mark. Just you know, our tendency is to think, "Hey, I can handle this on my own." Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the commitment. Hey, I'm gonna, you know, take certain steps. Um, the bottom line is, no one gets free from a pornography uh, addiction on their own. You know, if somebody wants to call it a habit, they can call it a habit, but they, you know, nobody gets free on their own. Uh, you know, isolation, you know, as we've identified the six roots of a, a porn habit or addiction, isolation is one of those roots that, you know, when somebody is triggered, they move towards isolation. They look at their porn in isolation, but the as you guys had mentioned, the resulting shame leads to further isolation. Uh, Hebrews 3.13 says, Let us encourage one another day after day, as long as it's called today, so that none of us will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. 
And left to ourself, we're going to deny, we're going to minimize, and we're going to rationalize. You know, the Bible says our, we'll be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And it's just so important that we have other men in our life encouraging us day after day, the verse says, because left to ourselves, we're going to be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Oh, I can handle this. Uh, man, I can't, I can't, you know, I would be too embarrassed to admit this. And yet, um, man, we have to break isolation. That's where, you know, shame is thriving, uh, is in isolation. And that's where the addiction just continues to deepen its grip. Mm. And then, Ted, you trying to work with these young men in student mo and helping recruit uh, men into ministry and finding this pornography problem and addiction growing to where all of a sudden you wonder, are there going to be any men qualified to move into ministry? That led you to uh, begin to craft an answer which over time developed into this ministry that we want to talk about called Freedom Fight. And yeah. so why don't you tell us about how that came together and what kind of results you're seeing? Um, yeah, so back in, so in 07, that kind of started, you know, my deep dive. At the time, I was, you know, in charge of, you know, the development for our staff. And so, I started checking out different pornography addiction recovery programs just to kind of supplement our discipleship that, hey, we got to help guys break free. And um, and so I began to walk with, you know, different students and even some different staff through different programs. And, uh, you know, as a result, I've been through 20 different uh, porn addiction recovery programs or resources. Uh, you know, one quick story I was walking with, uh, you know, one of our staff guys and, you know, he was doing, you know, counseling with certified sex addiction therapist. Um, you know, he did multiple online programs. We even sent him out to California for a one month live in program. You know, and I always tell people when you start sending people to California for help, <laughs> you know, you're desperate. <laughs> and, uh, and we were. And, but it was really through that process that, you know, then later, we, we found a program that was 11 months, $6,500 that really kind of helped this guy get over the hump. And, and so as we evaluated that process, it was, he spent over two and a half years and over $20,000 finding freedom. And we realized, man, this is not a reproducible model. And so we kind of took that experience and said, man, we need to identify the key principles uh, that lead to freedom. And so we, we identify those, we begin to use those within the ministry, um, you know, for a few years. And we really just begin to eat the fruit of it and just, you know, seeing, uh, men who are, had been in bondage begin to walk in freedom. And, mm -hmm. um, and then about four years ago, we were like, Hey, we need to put these principles of recovery uh, into a more user-friendly format. And so that's when we started creating the Freedom Fight. We built a website. We built an app. Um, and, you know, we basically put all that we had learned from 07, uh, you know, to the present. During that time, I got trained, um, you know, as a certified sex addiction th therapist, uh, went through that training, 
Um, I wanted to have the clinical side as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I had the had the discipleship focus. Uh, went to Dallas Seminary, had the theological foundation, but I also wanted to uh, bring in the best uh, clinical approach. And and so, really, that's that's our approach. It's a you know biblically based, gospel centered, uh, scientifically informed program that. Uh, you know, man, the Lord has really blessed to, you know, have significant results. Hmm. Yeah, Ted, I'd like to, you know, back up just a, a, a tad before we talk more about the program and how people can take advantage of it. Um, you know, you're describing here, I mean, somebody who was willing to spend two and a half years and 20,000, you know, dollars and in, in trying to get better. And there may be some, men that are listening that are like, that's where I'm, I would do anything. You know, I've, I've talked to men that are like, I would, I'm, I'm literally considering pulling my eyeballs out of my head. That's how <laughs> desperate, I mean, I've literally talked to men at that level of desperation, but there are a lot of men that are probably like, I'm not at that place. I don't think this is that big of a thing. How bad does this get in terms of an addiction? It's not just a, a moral thing. It becomes a life disrupting addiction. And I, I, I think some people that are on the front end of this don't necessarily see where just how bad it can get. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's a great point, Mark. And, you know, I would kind of go back to, you know, what I had mentioned earlier, just the, the proclivity to deny, to minimize and rationalize is just part of our human nature. It's the nature of sin. And particularly with pornography among Christians, uh, the shame is even, you know, more multiplied. You know, any addiction has brings shame to it, but particularly a pornography addiction among believers. And, um, and so, man, the, the tendency for, for guys just to, uh, you know, talk themselves, you know, out of really getting help. Um, one of my mentors in this area, he estimates that less than 10% of Christian men who are struggling with pornography are actually seeking help, um, you know, with any type of commitment. Um, and so unfortunately for most people, they're not going to get help because of the, the high shame threshold until their life is in crisis, mm. until their wife gives them an ultimatum, um, you know, until they lose their job. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, that's, that's where most men are. Um, you know, what we've seen, you know, among college students is, you know, hey, somebody doesn't have to be in crisis. It's also, man, they could really have a really strong desire to grow in their faith. Um, and so that's what, you know, causes a lot of, you know, men we see on the college campus, you know, willing to do whatever it takes, um, you know, in order to just have a, a closer walk with God. Yeah, it definitely destroys intimacy with your spouse. Yes. Um, and just the internal weight of that. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, I, I had this guy just telling me, I am literally asking God, deliver me from this or blind me. And I was like, <laughs> and he was like totally serious. You know, I mean, he was like praying yeah. that God <clears throat> would blind him. And um, and I just, I just was, like, wow, you know? Um, well, and, 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 you know, and I would say something to that, Mark, because I, I see this, um, you know, all the time on the college campus of, you know, people saying, man, I'm begging God to deliver me from this. 
Why doesn't he do it? I've talked to married men. I'm begging God to deliver me from this. And, you know, the thing that where I've landed with that and have come to understand is that God wants to do something even more significant than blind you is he wants to bring you through a process leading to freedom. But in that process, man, God does a deep work. Um, And that's the thing that we've seen, uh, you know, on the college campus. You know, we we have a married men's module uh, on the freedom fight. And so, you know, we we have men of all ages, um, you know, going through the freedom fight. But just when somebody comes out on the other end of what it takes to break free from a pornography addiction, um, man, they're... You know, they're uh, developed, they grow in areas that uh, really they probably wouldn't have grown in unless, you know, they really started pursuing freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think it's important for guys to have a vision. It's like, you know, hey, blind me. I, God wants to do something bigger. Yeah. He wants to do a deeper work in your heart, uh, in your marriage, uh, just in your manhood. Um, you know, as you, you know, learn, uh, what it takes to walk in freedom and you begin to pursue that. So it's not just about escaping sexual addiction. It's about a total transformation yes. and, and a um, deeper, a deeper connection to God that you would have never known unless you had fought this fight. And that, and that's absolutely true. One of the, one of the things we say, Robert, is, if you're ready to outgrow porn, then you're ready for freedom because you have to outgrow porn. There are certain areas you have to develop in, uh, in authenticity and being vulnerable in relationships, um, in, you know, emotional intelligence that you have to grow and develop in, in convictions of holiness, in, uh, renewing your mind with God's word at a, at a whole different level that, uh, and so that's really the vision that, that we cast is, Hey, if you're ready to outgrow porn, Hey, let's do this because that's, that's where free is. That's where freedom is, is found. And I know just in our own, uh, better man ministry, uh, one thing that kind of goes along with that is we want to convince guys of the importance of biblical community with other men Yes. Where, there, where there's a, a, a healthy openness and interaction that that gives them the understanding that life, real manhood, cannot be lived out alone. They need that conviction as well. So they need to yes. grow into that. Otherwise, they'll keep defaulting back, like you said, and that we've learned through just even a recent Barna survey that, that guys— always are moving back to isolation. That's their default position. Yes. And well, you've got to move out of that. Yes. And, um, it, you know, it's something you mentioned that, you know, I think it's really important for men's ministries to understand is a, a men's ministry is uniquely positioned to address the, the porn issue in the church like nothing else because, this is a this is a very challenging issue for a pastor to address because you know my pastor gave a great message on on porn a couple of years ago at the end of it he was like hey we got some groups if you're interested in getting help you can sign up at the booth in the back 
Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a line, right? Yeah. Everybody's waiting for that to use that pen. <laughs> you know, it's like people aren't going to touch that with a single <laughs> And even if it's, hey, uh, come to our, our, you know, Thursday night at seven if you have this struggle. Unless you're in crisis, you're not going to show up and because you don't know who else is going to be there and who else you're going to be showing your your embarrassing sin to. But a men's group, can, they've already got small groups. They've probably already talked about porn. They already have accountability. And it's very easy for the leader to say, hey, guys, this semester we're going to focus on impurity and we, all of us, this is such a huge issue for men today, man, for the next generation, we're going to get equipped in this area. And man, they can just start rolling yeah. Yeah. with, without this, this huge hurdle and obstacle that most face, you know, churches face. That, that's so good. And that's exactly what Better Man is about, is about getting guys together, connecting them to great resources that speak to specific needs that those men already know they have and then together to grow better. So that's why we're excited about talking to you about Freedom Fight. So so in doing that, um, tell us, Ted, you know, kind of speak to us in the audience about how would we go about getting connected to Freedom Fight and what would we see there or acquire there? Yeah. Um, so the Freedom Fight is um, an online program uh, so somebody could go to our website at thefreedomfight.org or they could go to the app store. Um, you know, the whole thing is available, you know, either through the app. Uh, it's a donation model, which means, man, you sign up for free. Uh, and really our model is um, pay it forward after results. Hey, if you see results, Man, pay it forward, uh, man, for that next group of men uh, that are going through it. And, um, and so the Freedom Fight is a video-based program. We have 60 videos that are five to eight minutes each that unpack principles of recovery. Um, and so you would begin by watching a video. We uh, have a writable uh, study guide. You can fill in the notes. And then there's a short Bible study for each lesson that just unpacks biblical principles that relate to that lesson, um, you know, each week. And so it's very bite-sized pieces. Um, and certain videos unpack principles, um, core applications, and core practices. And those begin to populate in your own personalized dashboard. So it be, it's very clear and evident hey, what do I need to be applying? What do I need to be practicing? So we really wanted to make it simple. Hey, you start watching the videos, the, the applications and practices begin to populate in, in your personalized dashboard. Um, and then, you know, through our app, you can also check in uh, through the website. We help you connect uh, to accountability partners. And so one of the things that, you know, we've developed is a daily check-in that, you know, you answer a few questions, takes a couple of minutes just on how you're doing. Um, you know, one of the things a lot of guys don't realize is that they have emotional triggers. 
um, you know, that they begin med- medicating their, their stress or their anxiety um, with porn. Um, and so one of the things that, you know, we really help guys grow and develop in is just their emotional awareness and uh, staying connected uh, to their accountability. Um, and so guys do that uh, through the app. And so uh, it's designed for somebody to go through in a small group. We have the discussion questions uh, for the leader. We have uh, four short leader videos, uh, a leader's guide. So everything is there, uh, man, for a group just to show up, you know, the, the leader, um, and, you know, we have different resources on our app for the leader that, man, he can, he can see the different men in his group. Uh, he can see all their check-ins. He can see, Hey, who's watching the video? Who's not? And so it really, you know, enables him, uh, to give encouragement, to give, uh, exhortation to guys as they're in the process. But, uh, one of the big things is, uh, you know, helping guys just kind of see patterns in their life. It's like, uh, you know, we have analytics that, you know, come back and you can look, Hey, here are my check-ins from the last month. And it's like, man, why is it every weekend, man, that's when I struggle. And you can begin to, you know, look at the analytics and, uh, you know, begin to make adjustments and those mm-hmm. kind of things. Mm-hmm. But that's that's how the program works. Wow. That's awesome. And they can get that at freedomfight.org. And uh, at Better Man, one of the things we do when we do our Better Man series in the community is at the end, we offer guys what we call next steps on our website. And um, we have um, freedomfight.org on that because we want guys to be able to access and see what a next step is. And they'll get a chance to kind of review what you just said. And then they can go to you and begin to participate uh, in that freedom program. So we're, we're just, we're really happy, Ted, that we get to partner with you. Uh, we're looking for content partners like that that uh, have a proven track record. They're well-grounded. They, they're easily accessible by men with bite-sized bits like that that they can understand. And in the community of other men, which is so essential, not by yourself, they can work through uh, something as powerful as sexual addiction. Yes. And, uh, you know, and I went, you know, and guys can go through the program. They can start it individually as long as they, you know, have an accountability partner. And, and so we've, we've seen guys start the program by themselves. Hey, they recruited one guy to be their accountability partner. Um, man, he's added another accountability partner and now, you know, and now he's in a group. And, um, and so, you know, guys don't need to think, Hey, unless I've already got a group, man, I can't start it and you can start it and you can begin to use that to start, you know, recruiting, inviting guys. Hey, would you be my accountability partner for this? And kind of through the process, um, man, a group can form that way as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ted, thank you so much for uh, joining us today and, and and sharing with us a little bit about the journey. I know for a lot of men, just remember the numbers here are like 80 to 90% of men are saying, yes, uh, pornography is a, a rhythm or something that I'm seeing in my life. So, you know, feel, I mean, let that embolden you 
and, and taking that risk in that conversation. The other, you know, 15 to 20% are probably lying. And so, uh, you know, so, you know, just know that if you're struggling with something, there's a really good chance that there's somebody else who's wanting to get freedom in this area of their life as well. And it's not about managing your sin. It is about becoming a better man. It is about choosing freedom. It mm -hmm. is about being willing to grow out of this problem, as Ted said. Ted, thank you for being with us today. Mm -hmm. and, Absolutely. Uh, just want to remind everybody, you can go to uh, freedomfight.org to get more information. And we've got other information as well at betterman.com. Thanks for joining us today. And don't forget to rate this podcast if you like it and share it with others. Hey, this is Mark Matlock with The Better Man Podcast. I just want to remind you to leave a review and subscribe to The Better Man Podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. If you're a church or organization leader interested in bringing a Better Man 10-week event to your community, go to betterman.com for information.